Hello, everybody. We are back. James, Bobby, and Josh for our 13th episode wow, of this podcast. 13. It's a great time to talk about marriage on a 13th podcast. 13 is uh, a lucky number. <laughs> it's just a number either way. You make your own luck. Yeah. Um, I just did. Good. Good. <laughs> So we began our podcasts back in the old days. Uh, only hardcore fans will know this, but uh, originally our podcast was called "Why Should I?" Um, that was that was brief. That was brief and glorious. Mm. But then it was co-op. Well, it had been co-opted by uh, Holly and Sarah. Holly and Sarah. That's right. So they have a podcast. Check that one out if you want. Um, and uh, so now it's "Why Would I?" But we started our podcast. Our very first episode was why would I get engaged, and our 13th episode is why would I get married. Can we one day do an episode, why would I listen to why should I? Yeah. That's what I was laughing about. Like like Holly and Sarah's why should I? Yeah. Oh. That means we'd have to listen to it, though. Right. That's what I want to do, just to write the podcast to title it, why would I listen to why should I? Huh. And then will we just play their podcast on our podcast without saying anything? Probably from like a different computer. But <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's but wouldn't that be like copyright infringement or something? Probably. No. I wouldn't be We're copyright infringed if they took one of these. No, I'd be happy. Yeah. See? So would they. Free advertisement. Huh. But then they could just like steal all of our ideas and make all of our money because we're making so much money right now on this podcast. We are? I think we're making <laughs> so much that Oh, wait. Can... I didn't tell you guys all that. Whoops. I'm, we're making so much that we can we can share pretty freely with others at this mm. point because I don't even know what to do with the money that I've made. Um, mm. Bobby, I don't know about you. I don't know what to do with the money because I don't know about the money. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think there's any money. We, put it we away. don't make money on this podcast. No, 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 no. James and I decided to put away in a trust fund for you because you are not very good with finances. And <laughs> oh. So I wanted to say, hey, when you're older, we'll give this to you. Um, so you're going to have a nice little nest egg. It's actually, certain, we certain started That's actually what I prefer fund. with my money. Yeah, that's what I want. Great. So, Thanks, podcast listeners. Yeah. Sending the future Winslow children to college. <laughs> here, wow. here. Look at us here, here. doing good things and getting off track already. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, why would I get married is the topic. And the reason for that is you can guess, but I'll tell you anyways, is Bobby's getting married. Well. A wa- less than a week from today, next Saturday. Unreal. So it's a Sunday, just the Sunday before that Saturday. Just oh, like yeah, we're recording this on Sunday. You don't know that, podcast people. Um, but, yep, James and I are in the wedding. Um, I will be a groomsman. James is the flower girl. Is that what it was? <laughs> jester? Um, not quite. Jester. No. <laughs> jester. <laughs> no. What would a jester do at a wedding? I don't know. I mean, James just... is also a groomsman. James and Josh are also responsible. And Bobby, for how many groomsmen are there? Lunch, as many as there are bridesmaids. <laughs> okay, so you're saying what you're implying then is that the reason there's so many groomsmen is because there are so many bridesmaids. Mm. It kind of falls that way, um, so I could say yes, but also <laughs> I like there's nobody that's in the wedding that I wouldn't prefer to have as a groomsman. Mm. So mm. it's great. I love it. That's true. Mm. There are t- there are ten with, groomsmen, yeah. by the way. So that our wedding party, you'll need like the panoramic setting on your phone to get a picture of all twenty-two of us. Yeah, it's kind of like people. yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Um, That'd be, be great. That'd be great. Jinx, wow. Hey, Jinx, what are the odds that you podcast Jinx? What do I buy you? Um, I don't know. Whatever you want to buy me, I guess. Beer. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Onwards. So we will get to that in a moment. We have a couple things to um, discuss. From previous episodes as well, we have some um, some mail to read. 
and uh, then we'll do introductions, and then we'll get started on the topic. So first up, uh, I, the other day I was sorting through the thousands of emails that we receive on a daily basis. Um, one of them caught my eye. It said, why would I email a podcast as a subject? Mm, clever. Uh, clever. Very clever. clever. So it starts off very well, and this is, this is a great email, um, although I just shaded your own interpretation of it by telling you how to feel about it before, so I'm sorry. Josh likes the email. Uh, all you podcast listeners. Okay, so it reads... Bobby, Josh, and James Stewart. Which name was first? Bobby. <laughs> oh, nice. Glad to know that. Uh, well, she probably went by age. Alphabet? Mm. And alphabet. Alphabetical? Actually, well, no, because no. James comes after Josh um, yeah. in the alphabetical. I forgot the the third, the second and third name because I'm so focused <laughs> on my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Bobby, Josh, and James Stewart. Excellent job there with the Stewart. Uh, I heard about your podcast from my coworker, Josh's Aunt Nicole. I wanted to thank you for introducing me to the Tedeschi Trucks Band. Ooh, you're welcome. They are incredible. I've enjoyed listening to a few episodes of your show. It's authentic and conversational. I don't like that. I, I think an official intro would go a long way if you're trying to gain a larger following. Sorry for this intro, then. <laughs> no, I think, no, no, no. She's saying like some kind of official song, which I'm going to do for this episode when we publish it. Oh. Which people will already hear. Oh. You're finding out for the first time now. Podcasts are weird. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to restart that sentence. I think an official intro would go a long way if you're trying to gain a larger following. However, I find the tangents and jokes add character to each episode. Mm. Wow. Why would I, as now part of my regular podcast rotation, Holly's similarly titled show has nothing on y'all. Best. Wow! Mm. Oh, shame! <laughs> shame! Here, here. Cheers. Here, what? here. Where are they from? Cheers to that. Where's Holly? Where's Holly's uh, podcast? They're from Nashville or something. No, shame. they're from Lexington, Kentucky. Same thing. That is not the same really. thing. They're <laughs> geographically could not be any closer than any two entities in the world. Like, I, I challenge you to confirm that, that like they're states versus any other nation state in proximity. I bet they couldn't be closer. So uh, th- uh, this person's name is Liz, and Liz is a friend of my aunt Nicole. Mm. Um, and so Liz, thank you for that email. That was great. I bet yeah. you probably didn't think that after we finished reading your email, we would then launch into something about nation states. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. But we did. <laughs> we did. Also, shout out to Aunt Nicole for yeah. recommending the podcast. Yep. We really like people who recommend the podcast to their friends. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. It's spreading like wildfire out there. So Liz, what a great email. Um, I would have to say it's in the top. It's in the top five emails we've received so far. Of the thousands we received daily. Yeah, so uh, you should be proud of yourself there. Okay, any final thoughts there from the email? Well, I thought it was interesting that like Liz really liked our tangents and jokes, and some of the other fandom mm-hmm. we've got in the past have been anti tangents and jokes. Yeah. So it's just something we'll have to consider like in our creative license. So know? what would we? How would we weigh these two things? What sort of weight will be? We would pose opinions? the question: Why would I? Do either of the have tangents? Yes. Yeah. Why would I or why would I not? And then we would either have a podcast about it or just think about it. Well, Um, if I ever get around to doing social media, we could have a poll. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we would have a very large sample size of people (laughs) voting. So that'd be certainly a statistically significant sample size. That's for sure. Um. So yeah. Okay. So fan email out of the way. Not really fan email. I don't know what you call it. Listener email. Next up. Oh yeah. Uh. I. Recently got Facebook again. <laughs> it's because I was moving out and we were selling stuff. And Josh was all, oh, well, why would you just not throw it away? And my fiance was like, because this is real cash in my hand. And Josh was like, that sounds nice. So he got Facebook so he could That's kind sell of stuff. 
Yeah, that's true. It, although it's not really cash in your hand until you actually sell it, and often you have to go through a lot of stress. To sell I hate stuff. selling things on the internet. We've had a miserable time trying to sell stuff. So anyways, I, I had to reactivate it. my Facebook recently. Um, I just wanted to reiterate that it is a dumpster fire on there. Um, but in a, there? a somewhat appealing dumpster fire. It keeps me warm. Uh, <laughs> the smells from the dumpster, emanating from the dumpster help me to fall asleep at night. They give me like a light-headed feeling. Um, and so it's great. Anyways, why did I say that? Oh, yeah. So I have a, whole, a bunch of old friends that I hadn't seen or talk, uh, thought about in a while. Uh, and so I got on Facebook yesterday to check to see if this one chair was going to sell. And I saw that it my, was my friend Andrew's birthday. Now, I lived with Andrew for two years in undergrad at JMU. Two wild years. And so he lives in Charlottesville, and I texted him, and we hung out yesterday. And he plays in a band. He's an amazing bass player. Um, And we were talking, and I mentioned to him that I just got back from the beach. And then I said, hey, I I went to Ocracoke, which if you guys have listened to any other podcasts, you'll know that that's... The island. I'm going to give it away now. That's the island that we, we gave it away in the podcast that we mentioned before about loving. Right, but only if you listen to minute 37. Oh, which episode? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks, Bobby, for the that. O- that was helpful. The Okie Doke Winky Face <laughs> episode. Okie Doke, Okie Doke. So we uh, were in an Okra Folk Festival. Gracious <laughs> story. Okay. Um, so I. I said, yeah, Ocracoke Island, have you heard of it? And he, for the last three years, he has gone down with his band to play at Ocracoke in August. And he plays at this tiny little bar called Gaffins on the left, which we haven't gone to yet. But when oh. you go into the into the town on the left, there's one called Gaffins. Okay. And they, they're playing there August 15th, 16th, um, which is a Friday and a Saturday. So, so we're going to go. I was just going to say, I'm going to go down wow. with them. Um, and if anybody else listening wants to go, uh, come on down. I think there should be enough infrastructure on the island to support all of you guys. So, come the on island, down. The island is worth the trip. Oh, for sure. Any time of year for anybody, guaranteed. So that was hilarious I, that I hadn't seen Andrew in a while, um, and we, we got really close in undergrad, and he somehow was also playing at the island every once in a while, this small island, eight hours from here. What's his um, band? Which, which band plays down there? He just joined a new one, and I can't remember what it's called. So oh. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. Just want to plug. Yeah, we should have plugged it. Sorry, Andrew. You might be listening to this. You can tell me what it is, and I'll plug it next time. Um, and he was he was go- he was just going on and on about how different the island is and how special. So he had the exact same feelings that we did, mm. which is kind of funny. Mm. Okay. So we are 10 minutes in, almost 11 minutes in, and now we're getting to our introductions. Now what we're going to do, uh, our final introductions with Bobby here, because he's getting married... Saturday. Mm. And so, Bobby, we'd like you to go first so that we can also end with you. Wow. Okay. Well, me being Bobby, I'm going to introduce Josh. Joshua James Suplice Stewart Winslow <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> Loves the you, town. You nearly got it. Oh. <laughs> the town, nation, state, and island of Ocracoke. <laughs> For which he state. will be the future mayor. <laughs> Ocracoke currently doesn't have a mayor. This mayor oh, yeah, we popped up in our previous podcast. No, it hasn't. We I looked this remember. up recently. But there is no mayor, and uh, there's no person that I know that loves a particular place more than Josh nearly loves Ocracoke Island. So, for all of the listeners out there, remember the name Josh Nearly. If you visit the beautiful island of Ocracoke, look for the mayor 
Joshua Neely. And I think there are so few people on that island that if you do go visit and it's uh, during election time, you may need to vote. So please, <laughs> please vote for Josh Neely. And uh, I think that might sum up your love of that. Um, gosh, me getting married in, in six days makes me think about this place. And I think we'll get to these things like later. But I'll also say that Josh has been an incredible friend. Uh, we've lived together for less than one year. True. How long has it been, actually? 11 months. It's been, so we're at so the August, August 1st, right? It was only yeah. uh-huh. right around there. Uh, so 11 months, and uh, I don't think I've grown closer with anybody in Charlottesville other than Josh. And we haven't seen each other a ton, I think. That's true. So there's a unique experience we've had there where I think our experiences in life and personalities are similar enough that we... Uh, kind of click and in the kind of the goofiest weirdest ways which James has been the the prime witness of these things Josh sings to me every day <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna miss that I don't think my wife will do that no um, <clears throat> she won't in the same way and, that, and that's okay but uh, it's been it's been really fun so for those that have yet to meet Josh uh, please look forward to those experiences he's a thoughtful guy and a really caring person so that's Josh nearly Mm-hmm. I'll wipe the tears from my eyes now. These are the first of many. Oh, dude. Aww. Oh, I love you, man. Dude, you're a great guy. Hey, thanks. Wow, this is getting this is getting sentimental quick. I'll, I'll try I'll try to keep it a bit. It's gonna happen though, because I. I'll let the tears flow the, on this podcast. Okay. Where right. every time you cry, I will let the listeners know that you're crying. All right. If you want me to. But, yeah, you can. You can All like. Right. Maybe even when you're not crying, I'll let them know. Great. Cool. Great. Um, yeah. Thanks for that introduction. Uh. Well, okay, we don't want to get too sentimental here because, mm. you know, this isn't... You know, we got to keep it light a little bit. So I just wanted to go and maybe kind of give you a rather dull um, rundown of another part of uh, James's family history. So when we last left off with James Stewart Supley... I'm oh, sorry, I have to let out laughter as you start. <laughs> so for listeners, we just... Re-listened to <laughs> oh, that. We can't tell them that. <laughs> and so here, here we are. And I, it cracks me up. You can cut this if you want. No, it's fine. <laughs> we had to. I. <laughs> we had to re-listen to the to. Well, I had to re-listen to the last podcast to see where I left off in the story of James's illustrious family. Not um, not because he's making this up completely. No. To make sure it was consistent. He was just listening back to see how far he got. Yes. Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't repeat any repeat any details. That would be redundant. We, we would hate to waste your time. Listeners, with we don't do that on this podcast. That's one thing right. we don't do. Waste yes. your time. So anyway, to return to Josh's uh, selfless act of re-listening and where we. Where did yeah. where did we leave off? So we left off. Uh, Bobby, James's, I think great. Well, I don't want to go into how many greats it is, but it's rather large amount of greats. Um, grandfather and his wife. Um, I don't think I named her last time because the records are are uh, a little obscure on what her name was for some reason. I don't know why that is. But anyways, Bobby uh, was heading off into the sunset. Now the rest of their life is actually rather uneventful. I know it's a bit anticlimactic, but I wanted to jump forward about... Sometimes life's anticlimactic. That's yeah. true. See, that is life. That's history itself. It's going to take a turn that you don't think. Um, so I wanted to jump forward here about about 30 years or so. So Bobby is now 55 years old. He's lived with his wife 
um, in the state of Kentucky for 30 years, and they have not been able to have any children yet. And it's been very, very sad. Um, and so, amazingly enough, they eventually have a, ch a child. Bobby names his child, a son, Bobby Jr. Um, and you can, kind of, you can probably guess the nickname that they had for him. It's two letters. We'll let you guys guess. <laughs> so he has a son named Bobby Jr. Just open it, my goodness. <laughs> Why, Why, all, Why all the pauses? Well, because you're walking around trying to open a beer can. Oh, no, I want it's to. distracting me, so I can't tell a story. Uh, I'm, very sorry. Well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you guys, listeners, can figure out what just happened. I don't have to fill you in. <laughs> tell us about BJ. Yep, there we go. That's the nickname. So, um... It's not funny. Uh, did you go to middle school? <laughs> Were you 12 ever? <laughs> nope. Skip straight to 13. This podcast episode number... So old, old BJ was born in 713, uh, 1713 and, uh, in the state of Kentucky, and he grew up in, um, in the nice rolling hills, bluegrass country, and the funny country. thing is, he became best friends with, this, with uh, the son of another prominent family out there, they own lots of land, uh, and their last name was Young, so they were the Youngs. Uh, now... They became best friends, and eventually they did split apart in an acrimonious uh, argument that I'll get into next episode or the next time I introduce James. But uh, I just wanted to let you know that it's really cool. I did the research on this recently, and um, my mom's maiden name is Young. and so Are we related? Uh, well, no. I, we, we're not actually related because uh -huh. they were best friends. But uh -huh. our ancestors uh, were, were, be were best friends. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, I don't know if that story was interesting or not. Uh, Primarily because most of the time I was stuck between talking and watching Bobby try to quietly open uh, a can. So, without further ado, on to mm. James. Wow. Wow, that's exciting. These are It's so nice to learn about my family history, you know? Um, so, I get to introduce uh, Bobby Winslow. Oh, man. Um, for the last time as a single man. Um, mm. <clears throat> Old Bobby. So... Um, Unless we have yeah. a podcast in the next six days. We are know. not doing that. I'm not super yeah. busy or anything. <laughs> um, so, what to, what to say about Bobby that hasn't already been said? Um, man, I mean, I guess you get a little a little sappy here, too. Um, yeah, we've, as Bobby said, we've, we've lived together for, for 11 months. Um, and they've been, a, they've been a pretty crazy 11 months in a lot of great ways. Um, I've I've had so much fun getting to yeah getting to live with these guys and just see how we've see how we've like meshed um, and like balanced each other out in a lot of good ways and been really weird and and weird together um, and so um, so I'm really going to I'm gonna miss that dynamic um, for sure mm -hmm. um, but I'm also I'm I'm also gonna gonna miss Bobby um, primarily just for for Bobby's um, for Bobby's attitude, um, in in a good, I mean that in a good way, ah. like a Bobby sassy attitude. Um, like <clears throat> Bobby is just, um, I would say Bobby overall is a very positive person, um, and um, especially like in light of like a lot of the things that he's been through in life, um, that has been a huge encouragement to me um, to see the joy that you have um, 
and the uh, and the joy the joy that you have with McKenna and just the joy that you have in life. Um, and so I'm I'm very happy to see to be a, a big part of uh, of your your big day on Saturday. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna miss having you around. So that's Bobby Winslow. Yeah. <clears throat> so now we move on to the topic here. Why would I get married? So the ironic thing is actually none of us are married yet, so we don't really have a balanced view of things. Uh, but we do have one guy who is going to get married soon, so we can at least speak about uh, why would I... Actually, interesting thing is we do have three different uh, perspectives in terms of relationships right now, don't mm, we, James? That's true. Um, Did you want to go into that at all? No. <laughs> wow. Uh, not really. I don't know if the podcast is ready for that yet. Okay, that's um, good. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. That's fair. Um, so, just suffice to say, I am single. With nobody, no prospects. So, right. so you can work it out for yourself. Anyways, um, so why would I get married? There's so many different routes we could take this. Uh, I think we, of course, like to stick mainly to the individual and why you would like to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you have any, any general thoughts before I ask any more specific questions? Hmm. To start us off, Bobby? In answer to the question, why would I get married, mm-hmm. I would say generally because I want to. Um, I've wanted that for a long time. Um, I've dated a handful of young ladies, either on coffee dates or like longer uh, relationships that lasted for a period of time and then ended, all with the idea that in the in the back of my mind, I, I knew that I would break it off if I didn't want to marry her, um, which happened every time until I met McKenna um, in, oh man, it's self-implicating right here. Okay. Mm. Uh, was it? No, I met her in July, yeah. but we didn't start dating until August. So yeah, it has been almost a year. Um, since I first met McKenna. So for many people listening, that might be a shock. Like, wow, that seems like a short engagement. Um, I'll say I'm I'm getting married because I want it. I I want to. And in the the dating experiences I had before McKenna, which if you count every coffee date, like, wasn't an extremely small number. Dude, you got at it. Would be... I I did... (laughs) I mean, you know, like I'm single and I want to be married, so go on some dates. Why, why not? And, you went uh, after what you wanted. And so here, here it is, and it's culminating to to McKenna, and we're getting married in six days, and I can't even believe it. And I'm so excited. We just got off the phone with our minister. He's an elder at our church, and he's going to officiate our wedding. So maybe I should just call him our officiant. Um, but he he shared with us what he was doing with the vows and we got to listen to the man's to the voice of the man who's going to say the things that he's going to say and all we the only part left out was us looking at each other and saying i do mm. and that was powerful and mm-hmm. uh we were i'm very much looking forward to that and i want that and i, I can't wait to step into a relationship that uh that it cannot be backed out of and i, I trust mckenna to be one who um who can handle that and who um, is is good for that, and that that our personalities match in a way that's going to make that enjoyable. Um, so I yeah, because I want to yeah. Real quick on the on is my you're speaking with the vows yeah um, yeah, and then you mentioned that 
you're entering into a relationship in which you don't back out of. So, mm-hmm. what is it about? Because I could imagine those vows being very powerful. Like if I ever get married, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, why would those set of words and those vows do you think feel so powerful to you? What is it about that commitment? Hmm. So, well, are you asking about the commitment or the words themselves? Well, they're both linked because the words themselves wouldn't mean anything unless you had the commitment behind them. Right. Um, I would say they're meaningful because you're because you're committing to not back out and you, you're putting your money on the line. Like, um, Did you get that like for, for people, no. <laughs> for people, for people that like don't know this about marriage like it's it's a pretty lengthy and expensive uh experience to walk through to get divorced and that that is certainly not the plan um but the the reason financially we're stepping into it is the same reason emotionally and the same reason um religiously you could say that we are stepping into it is because we're committed and uh, we don't see no as an option um and those words are powerful because we're we are we are doing this thing for the rest of our lives Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that's why it's powerful is because we're like in the past year, I've seen one woman the year prior to that. If you count every coffee date, I, I might be able to count the number of coffee dates on, on two hands, maybe, but how many, every, how many digits do you have in your hand? Ten. Okay. Every but on one hand. On both <laughs> hands. But every but every time I would go anywhere as single, and I think a, a lot of people can resonate with this, and I don't mean this like in a bad way or at all or anything, but like every time I would go anywhere before I had met McKenna, I was looking at everyone's left hand, all girls' left hands, to see if they were married, and if they weren't, then I would I would go talk to them. Um, because I wanted to be married. So that like I think the cut and dry simple answer is I want to so. How long of a process was that? <clears throat> um, deciding that McKenna was the no, one? not McKenna per se, but Dating? before that, yeah, of trying to find someone to marry, and you were you're actively looking at. It's this. a little bit complicated because with any like long term relationships tied in among those dates, because like there were a few dates and then a four month relationship and then like a handful of dates and then I met McKenna, and before the four month relationship a few years earlier there was a sixteen month, and then before that there was a four month. And so, would you say that whole time you were actively trying? So you were trying to find someone to marry the whole time? Ever since I got out of high school. Okay. I think, I think like, high school, you could look at those relationships and just say, like, what were you doing? Like, you should have just been hanging out with your friends, playing soccer, going to school, and focusing on college. But, um, so I would say it, it's it's lengthy, yes. Um, Why would... But not, not, like, an eternity, of course. Sure. Why, James, maybe you can chime in here. Why do you think making a commitment to someone else and then make a commitment to you for the rest of your of both of your lives why do you think that is so powerful and meaningful now mm-hmm. it might seem obvious but I, I do think it's helpful to discuss hmm. um, <clears throat> I, th- I think I think our culture is uh, is is very much one that looks for like looks for the like the best thing. And it's like always trying to is always trying to optimize. Um, so we're we're always looking for like oh it's like the best new restaurant or what's like the I mean we're we're using Amazon reviews to find like the best product for all like to meet all of our needs and these sorts of things. Um, <clears throat> and so I think I think one of the one of the amazing things about marriage 
for people who view it as a life term, uh, like a long-term commitment, um, is that part of that is, I mean, yes, you're, you're saying yes to, to one person for the rest of your life, but you're saying no, you're saying no to that element of our culture. You're saying that, um, that you're I mean you're you're admitting that there there are going to be times in your relationship that are hard um there are going to be times when um you I mean maybe you might doubt whether or not you made the right decision even um there are there are times when you might think oh well maybe there's someone like there could have been someone better out there um but you're you're rejecting all of that to say I'm committing to this person um because I love this person, um, not because this person's perfect, because this person's not perfect, um, but because um, because I love them and I and I see <clears throat> I see the the good in them and I see sort of where they're where they're at and where they're going, mm-hmm. um, and I want to be with them in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's one of the, the beautiful things about marriage um, and that and that commitment that's being made. Okay. Yes. So, um, sorry, James, for not listening fully to you. I hope the listeners have been listening more to that. That's, I guess, that's what they're for. That's why they call them listeners, right? <laughs> I, I have been looking at pictures on my phone that my dear fiance has sent me because I left my book at uh, our apartment that we're moving into. Oh, she um, sent it. And the book is called. Um, it's by Tim Keller, and it's called The Meaning of Marriage. And I think this also. Uh, in a roundabout way answers the question why would I get married and also speaks to the point that you're the very point you're making about our culture um, I, and I'm sorry James and Josh for using this word that's pronounced asthete but there is a that's word right. and it's asthete and as I read this from, like the word from aesthetic the, yes but so, we did look it up the pronunciation is asthete we did look up the yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. so anyway you, you'll understand as I, as I read this so what are you reading so, exactly here like, this is an excerpt from Tim Keller's book okay. called The Meaning of Marriage it's mm-hmm. in a subheading called Helping Romantic Love Fulfill Itself it's about uh, like true love mm-hmm. and not just love that's interested in something that's interesting but love that's committed and long term which I think is related to mm-hmm. what we're talking about um So I'm just going to read a few paragraphs here. Tim Keller asks the question, Isn't it true that fully monogamous lifelong marriage is the enemy of romantic affection? No, that is not true. In fact, unconditional overnatural, sorry, unconditional covenantal commitment helps romantic love fulfill itself. No one has made a stronger case for this than Soren Kierkegaard. He writes of three possible outlooks on life. The aesthetic, the ethical, and the religious. He said, and so, for the sake of not wasting too much time, I'll just say that we want to not be aesthetes, and we want to be ethical, and we want to be religious, and that's just across the board. Just accept that as I read this, because I can't go into philosophy at the same time. Um, so, being aesthetic, and, and I'll explain why that's bad as I read. So, three outlooks on life: aesthete, ethical, religious. He says that all of us are born aesthetes. And we can only become ethical or religious through our choices. So what is the aesthete? <laughs> Come the, on, we can do this. All right, we can do this. all right. We can the, do this. The aesthete doesn't really ask whether something is good or bad, but only whether it is interesting. Everything is judged as to whether it is fascinating, thrilling, exciting, and entertaining. So there's your Amazon Prime plug. Um, an aesthetic aspect is important to any life lived well, happily, well and happily. So there's 
like he's not saying athletes are bad, like it's an important part of your personality. But when it dominates a life, it creates a huge problem. The athlete often claims to be a free individual. Life should be thrilling, full of beauty and sparkle, he says. And that means often calling, casting off the shackles of society's expectations and community ties. But Kierkegaard says that this is a mistaken idea of what freedom is. So now we transition from talking about what are three sorts of ways that we can live into the purpose of why we would live those ways. And so when I say that the athlete is the, the younger and the more mature options are ethical and religious, they're all on the way towards like this true freedom thing. So I might tweak my answer to your question. Why would I get married? Maybe it's because I want to be free. You want to be free. I could say that this that, that might be what this passage points to. So I'll continue. Okay. So the, the person living the aesthetic life is not a master of himself at all. In fact, he is leading an accidental life. His temperament, tastes, feelings, and impulses completely drive him. Small sidebar. I would say anyone who's not had a job for a while and then started working can agree with that point. I, so I didn't work for a few years, uh, and all I wanted to do was enjoy myself. And I fished more than I ever thought I could. And I started to hate it yeah. over time. Yeah. And it's because if you if you just seek pleasure, it, you'll realize how pointless it is after not too long a time. For me, it was a frustrating experience to start working because I didn't have the practice of work backing up my desire to work. And so bringing those two in line is kind of mm-hmm. where the last three years have led me. But that's a sidebar. No, but that's, I, I mean, it's a great point real quick because yeah, yeah. I've had that before where I, for a long time, I didn't want to have a full-time job because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to do the, go and do the exact same thing every day. Right. Um, and part of it was that I'm, I guess, lazy, but also I guess part of it is I wanted, I thought I wanted freedom. Mm-hmm. And I did want freedom, but God was gracious enough to give me, give me time to go that route and to realize that that actually isn't freedom. If anything, it's slavery. Yeah. Um, and in order to have freedom, mm. you do have to, you have to work through discipline. You have to go through that yeah. route in order to achieve right. freedom. Yeah, I agree True with freedom, that completely. So I'll just finish this couple. It's paragraphs. ironic though, because you think I'd like to be free to do whatever I want. Uh huh. But then you're just a slave to doing whatever you want. You're not actually free. Yeah. And I'd say the idea is tied up in what freedom actually is. And so, like, if we are not in control of our emotions, then we're not free. But the only thing you're doing by not disciplining yourself is letting your emotions control you, which, in which case, I think you do become. Slavery. So I'll, I'll continue with this portion because this really is related to why I want to get married. Looked at another way, the person, dominated, dominated, the person dominated by the aesthetic sensibility is controlled by circumstances. If a wife loses her beautiful skin and countenance or a husband puts on the pounds, the athlete begins to look around for someone more beautiful. If a spouse develops a debilitating illness, the athlete begins to feel like life is pointless. But, says Kierkegaard, such a person is being completely controlled by external circumstances. The only way for you to, truly, to be truly free is to link your feeling to an obligation. Only if you commit yourself to loving in action day in and day out, even when feelings and circumstances are in flux, can you truly be a free individual and not a pawn of outside forces. Also, only if you maintain your love for someone when it is not thrilling, can you be said to be actually loving a person. The ass, and he has person italicized there, so he's trying to say something more than just like human being, but like you're loving the whole personhood of a person if you're loving them when they don't seem thrilling. The athlete does not really love the person. He or she loves the feelings, thrills, ego rush, and experiences that the other person brings. The proof of that is that when we, when those things are gone, the athlete has no abiding care or concern. 
So I think that excerpt, and I, I would keep going if it wasn't a podcast and all I was doing was reading a book about things I care about because there's like another page or so of um, similar stuff. But I think that sets up the point well enough for me to just finalize and say, I think I will find more freedom in laying myself aside and serving another than I will if I just seek myself. Case in point is my engagement. So I, I recommend going through engagement very carefully because of my experience of thinking that I would be good at it and just running in that direction. No one's good at it and it's important to be careful and there are people involved who like care deeply about the day of your wedding and it's difficult to navigate and I don't think anyone should ever so why did you think you were originally going to be good at it? Because I'm a human, and I think we tend to think that we're good well, what at What aspects were you, like, ex- planning on being good at in an engagement? Just like, oh, we'll be able to plan all this out? Yeah, like, my job is quality control yeah. at work. My job before that was lean process efficiency, and I was good at that. And uh, although I wasn't perfect at those things, I knew, like... In general, if there's something to be done, like I can figure out a good way to do it and execute, and like, then it can roll. And that just is not the case because there are so many people with different opinions and things. So it's been so, much more difficult than you thought it would be. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because but, but you, you would like it to end at some point. I, it will end yeah. in five days. I look forward to that <laughs> being done. But at the same time, I am I'm thankful that uh, we've had the experience. We had really good premarital counselors jack and libby taggart live across town and we went to their house for dinner like i don't know five maybe as many as eight times and they just talked to us about what they thought our weaknesses would be we had taken a survey kind of like myers-briggs but focused on relationships it was 200 questions it took like 90 minutes to take online and they never shared the results with us but they did tell us that i would have problems expressing my emotions so it was important for me to practice doing that and so that's kind of a difficult thing to have dated someone for the entirety of dating, and then you get engaged, and mm-hmm. then you learn what to work on. But also, engagement being six, five or six months has made it made it a good opportunity to try that. Um, but I, back to my case in point comment, like in engagement, the times that have sucked are really when I, after they after they're done and I'm calmed down and I look back and I say, why does that suck so bad? The answer has always been, I am putting myself first. Hmm. And the times that have been amazing are when I put McKenna first. Uh, and she feels that and knows the difference. And I, I think she would reciprocate the point um, about different periods of life. She has been an angel throughout engagement. And I can't believe I've treated her the way I have in some ways. So I apologize to you, babe, for that, um, as I know you're going to listen to this. But uh, also, I want to say I think it hasn't been a bad thing. Um, for us to go through this space where we're in communication with our families and our counselors to get this thing planned and we learn stuff about each other in a more safe space than if we were totally on our own. So I, I'm thankful for the community we're in for that. But I also, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get like Kierkegaard's point about like wanting, wanting something that you think you want that maybe is different than what you really want. And it takes time and life experience to get to the point when you realize that what you thought freedom was isn't necessarily freedom. Because I thought freedom in wedding planning was getting it done. But freedom in wedding planning is so much more of, like, putting her before I put myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because there's... I mean, people get married for many different reasons. Some emphasize reasons more. So some people want to have children, have kids. Mm -hmm. 
So and that's go, part of it. That's yeah. definitely part. I don't want McKenna. I don't want you to not to hear this and not hear me talk about wanting kids. I want to be a dad. Well, she so doesn't want any work. kids, right? From what she said. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, she wants five. She wants five. infinitely more than zero. <laughs> Cinco kiddos <laughs> for this <laughs> for our Hispanic audience. Sorry, everyone. Cinco kiddos. So yeah, people get married for all these different reasons, but a lot of those are just, I mean, based on Kierkegaard, masks of things they find interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you want kids, you get married, you use, I mean, again, it's not like you just solely use the person, but in a way you are using the person mm-hmm. to get an end, to get something that you would like, yeah. um, or you love, you love them, or you want to have sex. Um, all of these things you find interesting, and so you're you're putting that thing first and then using the person to get there and that would create a lot of friction because I can see myself doing that and I've done that before in past relationships but to treat the person to look at the person first as a human being Mm. um, that's easier said than done but it's hard alright James any things to add to that? yeah I mean we're, we're talking about like means to an end right or I think when we are enslaved to our passions, we're we're constantly using these means to satisfy that ultimate end. Um, and and I think we, I mean, people will say that they can find some satisfaction there, um, some sort of temporary satisfaction, but there's there's nothing lasting about it. Um, so so I I think that's that's another beautiful part of marriage is that. Um, is that marriage is not a means to an end. Um, in one way, it's an end to itself. Um, it is. It's. Yeah. It's. It's this. It's this state of being that that influences all other aspects of life. Um, and so, and so that that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think too, it. <coughs> so marriage is the. It's the most often used illustration of the relationship between God and the church mm-hmm. um, in the Bible, and so um, I think that's that's another beautiful thing about it um, is that this this earthly relationship is is an image um, of what that eternal relationship is like, um, and it's this this precursor almost of what like the eternal future of the believer is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And- so you, when you commit to someone and marry them, you're committing to them for the rest of your life. So basically, you're you're making a commitment, and people don't make commitments like that. I assume, except I mean, the only things I can really think of is marriage or also becoming a Christian, hmm. or I suppose another type of religion. If you made a commitment to that, um, but often it's it's more Christianity because there you're making you're believing in something and saying I will follow this person Jesus for the rest of my life Um, but yeah that that commitment you commit to know each other and and to go through all all hard times and good times together Um, but no matter how bad or how good it gets you're there for the other person and they're there for you and the same thing goes for your relationship Mm. with God Um, yeah and then there's yeah it's it's such a beautiful symbol you have that great part in Revelation where the the bride of the church I think is is lowered or raised I can't remember um, 
to Jesus or to the Lamb. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, Bobby, if you ever get stressed out about planning for your wedding, just remember, Jesus has been planning for that wedding for, like, mm. all of creation at all time. Man, um, where were earth, you whole, six months ago? Whole, <laughs> <laughs> that's whole, a great point. The whole earth is going to uh, end before this wedding, too. So it's going to get oh, really stressful. Dang. A lot more stressful than you're planning for the wedding. I think it was my cousin that showed me a book, and it was like it was like 120 things Christians never say but really think. It's like, I definitely want to get married so I can have sex before Jesus comes back was one of them. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Like I, I, yeah, had like crossed crossed my mind. That was years ago. She told me that, but um, kind of a funny thing. But I, I hope the world doesn't end beforehand. But uh, at the same time, if Jesus comes back, as good as McKenna is, as as lovely as she is, and as much as I want to be the father of her children, if Jesus comes back before we get married, that would be even better. Mm. Um, mm. And I'll use that kind of as a segue to say. To still simply answer the question, why would I get married? Before we segue to something what, what else, you, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you raised your Um, so well, so Josh made the point of like, yeah, is as a Christian, you're like making a covenant with God almost. But I think even sometimes the like the more amazing part of that is that like God makes a covenant with us. Um, like <clears throat> the like the reason why that the reason why like the language of marriage is used so often to describe the relationship between God and the church. Um, is because it's a covenant. It's a it's a promise um, that that no matter what, um, that like God will be our God, uh, that we will be His people, mm-hmm. um, and to think that um, to think that the God of the universe, who is like Almighty and holy, would would do such a thing, um, that way He would wed Himself to sinful people like us. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful thing, um, and that and that sort of a and that's. That's the sort of commitment that um, that people who are marrying one another entering themselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this promise to be with one another through thick and thin, to yeah. um, to do their best to provide for one another and such. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, Bobby, you and McKenna are both still sinful people, and you're going to fail one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but the God of the universe never fails us. Yeah. Um, and so. her her knowing that that as true is is uh, the biggest part of why I would choose to to ask her to marry me mm. um, and I that's actually what I was gonna segue to was just talking about like the fact that I think James and Josh have both said things that are true uh, if there are non-christian listeners out there I don't want it to sound as if any of the three of us think that the uh, analogy between Christ and the church is exactly the same as husband and wife. Oh yeah. No. Because I although there is scripture that supports that there is like more of a the the husband is more of Christ and the wife is more of the church, I do think it is more of a even two-way street where both of you are signing up to love the other more than the self and in a in that way um the relationship of God to humanity is expressed uh, from me towards McKenna when I lay myself down and McKenna towards me when she lays herself down. Because that's what God did for us, mm-hmm. is that he came and he didn't count equality with God something to be grasped. I think that's Philippians. Philippians 2. Yeah, but uh, made himself a servant. Um, 
And so that's another reason I want to get married is because I want to deepen my relationship with God. Um, and I think in the engagement podcast, the first one, I mentioned going to the cabin. Yeah, I did. And then we talked about the, um, like the, the, dream? the, the scary dream, right? Oh, no, it was a thing. And, uh, <laughs> you freaked out about that dream. It's a freaky dream. That's it for is. sure. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, McKenna, I'm going to marry you. I had but a bad dream. Nothing to do with I, don't McKenna, think, I don't think that has anything to do with you. I don't think it has anything to do with like the outlook of our marriage, but I do think it has a little bit to do with sort of the seriousness of what's going on. The gravity it's of like, the situation. Like, was I scared? Yes. Would it make a good horror film? Maybe. But that has nothing to do with us getting married. But I, I do think, like, the intensity with which I felt kind of scared as I was in and out of sleep is not dissimilar from the intensity of mm. what will go on between the two of us when we need to, when I need to lay myself down in moments when I don't want to. But I want to do that for you. And I, um,. You know, I, I look forward to that, not because that moment is so great, but because being likened to Jesus is great. And that's what we're called to as humans. And I think he uses marriage for that. Not exclusively, um, but I, I, I feel very fortunate to know you and, and very happy to marry you. So Those are, I think that might sum up all my thoughts about why would I get married. Would I get married, sure, yeah. sure. James, anything there? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, why would you get married? Why would I get married? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> to anybody. It's not one person in particular. Um, to grow the I think... Oh, my God. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, I... I had 37 I, children. <laughs> we have a large church now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think ultimately, I, I think the main reason why I would get married... Um, is uh, is if I found if I found someone who um, who would help me to be a better follower of Jesus um, than I am right now, um, and so what are you guys whispering keep about? Going, keep going, keep going. We can't um, say. Keep going. Talk about so, this person. So um, so yeah, if if hypothetically I found someone um, who helped me to follow Jesus better, um, then that would be that would be a um, that I, I would I would probably want to marry that person eventually as I got to know this hypothetical non-existent woman. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she does exist out there somewhere. She might. I don't know. Um, if you're getting I married, mean, she does. Yeah. Well, I hope. True, but yeah. I'm not current. Like currently, right now, I'm not getting married. I no. That. Right. That's because we're not at a wedding. That's because Bobby's, Bobby's getting married next week too. That's you wouldn't true. want to co-opt his wedding. That's true. Um, anyway, so someone who would help you grow closer to Christ. Yeah. Um, what is it about? Well, we've already talked about that. Keep going. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the interesting things um, is that, like, culturally, Christians have have like Christians are viewed by like external culture as like, oh, they're just people who like go off and like get married super young and like have a bunch of kids and like um, all that stuff. But um, but the Bible has has quite a bit to say about singleness. Um, I mean, Jesus was single. Jesus didn't get married, even though my... Um, not according to the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> well, not according to the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, Tom, um, thanks. Um, also, not according to um, this, this barber I had um, back in Philly. He was, um, he, was a, he was a Jewish guy, and he, um, he once tried to convince me that, um, you know that Jesus had to have gotten married because Jesus was a good Jewish boy, and good Jewish boys knew that they had to be fruitful and multiply. 
and that meant getting married and having kids. So therefore, Jesus must have must have gotten married. Um, I mean, the logic there seems pretty sound. So um, I heard it. But, that means it was um, sound. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, and like, point. and Paul talks about like how he like. I mean, he was single, and he says that like all he he thinks that people should be single as he was. Um, because they can be like more devoted to the Lord, um, so so yeah, I don't think um, I don't think that marriage is a given. Um, I don't think that um, that marriage is even right for everyone, um, and I think I'm still in the process of discerning that. It's possible that I could be single the rest of my life. What yeah, what sort of qualities do you think a person who's not right for marriage would have the the qualities not matter it's just kind of like this person just won't get married hmm um that's a that's a good question um i think i think we have to like we have to we'd have to evaluate the person and say well like what what would um like what would they be able to give in a marriage like how could they build someone up and help them to become more like christ um, and then what are the ways that they need to be built up? Um, like what are the areas that they, um, that they're being sanctified by the spirit? Um, and could, and, and could God use another person to help in that process? Um, I think for, for some, I think, I think for a lot of Christian people, um, marriage and relationship are, are idols. Um, we think that, oh, if we just get married, then we'll be happy. Then we'll be like, then we'll be fully satisfied. Um, and things will be good and life will be good um and that's not that's not necessarily the case um it's I, th- I think there are a lot of people out there who have really difficult marriages who have gone who have gone through really difficult things together um who would probably give a word of caution there um i don't i don't think it's necessarily like a type of person per se i don't think i can look at them like ah you're not cut out for marriage um but i i think that i think that at the at the end of the day um God is gracious, um, and so for like for His people who um, who do get married, He's going to provide for them, and He's going to care for them and grow them, um, and sanctify them in that in that in that relationship, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and for for the people who don't get married, I think He's going to do exactly the same thing using different means because He's God and He can do that. Um, yeah, did that answer your question? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good answer. Do you have anything to add to that part, Bobby? I don't think so. I think that's a very difficult thing to talk about. Um, I don't know everyone who listens, so I don't know if there are people there who struggle. It would literally be impossible to <laughs> know every single person. There are a lot of yes. people, Bobby. A lot of right, people. yeah, because there are so many millions of listeners. <laughs> billions, actually, because there's that many on the planet. <laughs> Uh, we're also talking into the Death Star. We should post a picture of it. Yeah, we should. Um, this is our microphone. It looks like the Death Star. It's funny. I like it. Uh-huh. It has a red dot on the top. Um, <laughs> I, I, that is a hard thing to talk. Like, like I just told you that for years I have dated or gone on a date here and there with lots of different young ladies. Uh, None of whom I would say are not marriage material. Mm. Um, none, mm. like none. Because Have you met I, any person before that's not marriage material? I don't know how to well, discern that. So I, I, I don't like that phrase because, um, yeah. because we're we're putting a word again, like culturally, I think especially Christians put marriage on this pedestal. Right. Um, and so to say that someone is not marriage material is to say that they're less than. Right. Um, I, yeah. And like. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying I have, and what, and that's what I'm saying I haven't seen. Like, well, but I, like even if someone weren't to, if, if someone decided that they were going to be celibate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that they're like by saying that they're not marriage material, um, or by saying even that there's a category of person like oh they're not marriage material, saying that they're like not good enough to get married. Right. So then every right. every person is marriage material. Well, no, I think we need to get rid of the category entirely because it's... Every, everybody could, could get married if they wanted. Yeah, be, I mean, it, we, I think we need to see, like, marriage well, and singleness so, as two equals, not as, like, oh, marriage is a varsity and, and singleness is JV. But I, I, I don't know So about that. I would say, James, I would say culturally we view it that way, but that's scripturally not true. But I would say that people's feelings matter. Yeah. And, and people who people are single and yeah, want to be married yeah. exist. And that that's is true. why it that's is hard. True. That's, that's true. why it's hard to speak to is because there are so mm. many people that wish that they were married that aren't. And I feel bad yeah. for them. I and, I, and, and, and there are some that I've met that I'm just like, how the heck are you not? Like, you just seem so great and... What has happened that has made it so that you're not? And uh, and it and it's and it's sad. And I don't I don't like talking about it. I, I feel bad about it as I'm about to get married. And um, I wish that I wish that wasn't the case. But there, you know, I, it might simply be something that we could equally categorize among other things as uh, unfortunate and difficult and part of being in a sinful world. Like wanting something that you can't have that that is not a bad thing to want mm-hmm. is an awful feeling. True. That yes. is an awful yeah. feeling. Um, and uh, I think I think there we have to come back to the question of like why like why do we why do we desire marriage mm-hmm. over singleness? Um, because I think there there are lots of merits of singleness that our culture just happens to not tell. Yeah. Um, and and so and that can that can be a source of a lot of this emotion, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, I, that, I I would say for the overwhelming majority of not maybe not the overwhelming the overwhelming majority of my adult life, um, <clears throat> I would say that I did, I was in that place, right? I I desired relationship. I mean, I was in several relationships um, with that ultimate goal of being married because because I had this cultural view that oh that that marriage is varsity and singleness is JV. And I want to be, I want to be varsity. Um, and, and so I think in like, I don't think the, I don't think the, 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 the way to help people, um, who are single is to say, oh, just cheer up. You just need to wait it out a little longer because maybe they, maybe they are going to be single for the rest of their life. I, th- I think instead we need to tell the benefits of singleness because they are out there and are, and there are a lot of people in our culture who would say otherwise. Yeah, and there are benefits, but I just don't. I don't think you can say that they're equal though, because to have, to long to get married and then to to not get married leaves this ache, this void in your soul. But to get married, once you get married, you you don't have that similar ache. Now you, it's not perfect, of course, but you've met someone who is committed to the rest to you for the rest of their life. I mean, well, I think so also there are, to be, there are plenty of benefits to being I, single. I think also there are many people. Who are in marriages that wish they didn't have. And if they're and equal, it, then that desire would be equally valid, wouldn't it? And and they, a, like wanting yeah, wanting so. to, and so both are the they, same if you look at it in the sense that you're in a place where you don't want to be. Um, and so yeah. for for any people in that scenario, if I was your friend, if I was getting to know you, I would encourage you to read the Bible and get to know Jesus mm-hmm. because I think that flips it on its head and. Um, 
or maybe not flips it on its head, that's an overused term, it makes it seem like the opposite is true, but I don't mean that, I mean simply that, like, you have desires that are good, and God created you with those, and there is a place for those desires, and it is at the foot of his throne. Mm-hmm. And only because of Jesus going on the cross and us going to the foot of the cross to get salvation can we make it to the place where we can be a kid with our Father. Mm-hmm. And that's all we are. We're just God's children, I believe. Whether you know him <clears throat> yet or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's related to marriage in, in big ways if you read Scripture. There are, there are, there's pretty large comparisons drawn by Paul about marriage and the reflection of Jesus and the church being what drives marriage. And I, to be honest, like I, I am at the same time overjoyed to step into that, but I'm also nervous because that is the highest calling. Like there are how many billion people on the planet? Over seven? Is it over eight yet? I don't think it's over eight. But it's, it's almost eight, right? It's over seven billion people. But one girl in the world now I have to treat the way Jesus treated the church. Mm. I'm not called to do that for my friends. I'm called to do that for one. And, like, although that is exciting, it is also not easy. Mm. Um, And I think often we look at marriage and we think, like, I want my life to be better. And what we really mean is I'm sick of the way it is and I wish it were easier. And I I don't at all want anyone to think, as I say, like, this is great and I love her, that that I expect it to... To be better, I think there will be fun times, but I would I would never come to either of the two of you and say I haven't had an incredible year. Like I really I, I love you guys, and mm. it's been a, a really really fun time. And there's nothing that's like about McKenna that's going to be like more fun because that would to categor that would be to categorize you, Josh, as a person the same as McKenna, and you're not. You're unique, and we've got two differences that's true she makes me laugh that's for sure but i don't think anyone will sing that's to me. the difference i don't think <laughs> i don't think anyone i don't think anyone will sing to me and make me laugh oh. anymore the way you do you know josh sings my name every oh my day gosh. every day i come to the door, do you want to sing it for he goes I'll, I'll try to mimic it and then maybe it'll tickle his fancy enough to get him to do it and so every time i walk in the door i get home <laughs> And I say, Josh B? And I say, Josh B, because he calls me Bobby, which ends in B. And so I, when I started saying Josh, I got tired of it being a single syllable, and I added my so own syllable to the end. Josh. So I said, Josh B? And he goes, Bobby Winslow, from anywhere in the house, no matter where he is. And uh, I love it. It I is true. It. It's hilarious. It is true. His name, if you if you are listening at home, his name is a very easy name to sing. There's a lot of different tunes that you can fit to his name very easily. Unlike my name, it doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's right. that is true. Okay. <laughs> um, any other thoughts that you guys wanted to add on marriage before mm-hmm. we wrap this up? This has been good, boys. This yeah, it's a good one. Well, good. let's end this then with a heartfelt uh, good luck to you, Bobby. Um, and goodbye in a way. He won't be living us any longer. We have a new roommate, yeah. uh, Reggie. He's actually in his room. He might have come out. He was going to come out at some point. Maybe he won't. Um, he'll probably be on the podcast in the future. Maybe. I mean, we, we wouldn't pressure him into anything, but if he wants to, he's certainly welcome. Um, yeah, we wouldn't want to make him feel literally or figuratively trapped. That's Josh's way of saying he might pressure anyway, Reggie. Anyway, so I wouldn't <laughs> want him to feel that way at any point mm. in the future. Because um, that'd be... <laughs> uh, okay, well, that'll be for... 
very few people understand. Um, so the three, the three of us at this table. A couple others. Uh, so we'll wrap this up now, Bobby. I would just like to say this has been, uh, yeah, like you mentioned before, it's been an amazing eleven months. Mm. I yeah, I don't think I've gotten closer to someone that quickly. Um, and we do have there's something about our personalities that's funny. <laughs> in a weird fun. way, uh, but in a perfect way. And yes, I've enjoyed it, and I'm really happy for you getting married now to McKenna, starting a new stage. Um, so I'm sad that you're leaving, but also very happy, and I have all these great memories. And we'll make more mm-hmm. memories in the future. True. Here, here. True. Indeed. Indeed. I'm going to miss you, Bobby. Mm-hmm. All right, oh. podcast listeners. Um, yeah, Bobby's getting married. We'll be back here in future episodes. Uh, we've got a lot of things lined up. There's a lot of different interesting people that I want to interview. Yeah, um, people are clamoring to get on the podcast. We're not being sarcastic. Some of the other things we've said <laughs> in this podcast are <laughs> sarcastic. We're not being sarcastic <laughs> about that. Okay. Um, so we'll get people on. Bobby will be back again. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if you want to email us to talk about the episode today or any other thoughts that you have about good podcast ideas, our email is whywouldipodcast at gmail.com. Um, or if you just want to wish Bobby good luck, um, you can. If you want to come to his wedding, do we want to give out the address? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 777 Beasley Road, Sanders, Virginia. If you show up, I'll, I'll clap for you. Wow. You Whoa. are invited. Wow. Just gave you the address. Wow. There we go. Dude, now millions of people are going to show up at your Can't wedding. Wait. It's going like, to be like Woodstock, yeah. except it's a marriage. <laughs> and nobody's naked, hopefully. Except for all right that's a good way to end it there okay everyone thanks for listening we'll be back again next time um everyone have a good day see y'all love you